Yeah, you got a high bottom, a high bottom, a high bottom. Did you guys bring testing straps? Mushrooms changed my life. We just didn't even know to do it. Okay. I only get coke on the weekends, which is like Wednesday. Hey, welcome back to High Bottom. It is day 160. I'm Matt Legrand. Um, I just worked a full week of work. I just worked like a 50-hour work week. I got that job that I talked about in the last episode, and I'm like a personal assistant to these writers and directors. And it's on the west side. I live in Silver Lake. It's in Santa Monica. And the commute in the morning is an hour. And on the way back, it can be like an hour and a half. And I'm kind of overwhelmed by the fact that I am okay with this. When I look back on when I first moved to L.A., like, I have such an insane ego. And it's had to be in, like, knocked down so much I know if I had a job like this when I first moved here, I would have had this idea like, why am I doing these things for other people? Like, I should be the one in the TV show or the movie. And I'm like, I'm just happy right now to have a steady source of income. And I'm happy to just be working. But I think the bigger part of it is that, like, I've come to a place where, like, I trust that things are going to be okay. Um, and I'm not like trying to be somewhere else. So I, I was working on the fourth step with my sponsor and we did a fear inventory um, where you just like list out all your fears and where they're coming from and how you behave when you're in fear and what the solution is. And one thing like all of my fears kept coming back to me like where they're stemming from truly where it's like i'm irrelevant i missed my chance i fucked up god doesn't want good things for me no one likes me i'm not funny those like recurring themes in my fear inventory all of those are stemming from me not trusting that my higher power is real like because if i believed in a higher power that like really loved me and wanted good things for me, then I wouldn't be concerned with what other people were thinking of me and if I missed my chance. I don't know if that makes sense. But, like, by saying that I missed my chance and that there aren't good things for me, I'm declaring myself as God and I'm saying I know what the future holds. And I definitely don't. I mean, a week ago, I could have never predicted that I would be working in Santa Monica as an assistant to these writer and director, lesbian power couple who are so cool. And I get to do my favorite thing ever, which is literally organizing their garage of boxes, which is so unwell. But for some reason, that's what I love to do. (laughs) It's so psycho. Um, But yeah, when I was like, so I was doing that with my, that step work with my sponsor and he was like, okay, then how can you solidify this in your brain that like your p- higher power has you? And I was like, I guess I just need to like ask God to remind me of these things every day. And like, I need to stay connected to my higher power. And he was like, okay, then like start doing that. And I don't know what happened, but like something clicked with me and I, I've just been like at peace. It's so weird. Like it's, it's, 
I've never in my life felt like where I was at was okay until like these last couple, until like this last week, truly. I've always felt like I'm falling behind or I should be doing what someone else is doing. I've never just been able to relax and think this is exactly where I need to be. Not once. I can remember this feeling even as a little kid, always feeling like I needed to be somewhere else or doing something else. I think that's why I love drugs and alcohol is because it takes me somewhere else. It gets me out of my brain and I'm able to just totally disassociate. I'm like, I should be somewhere else. Let's fucking go there. Shots of tequila and beers. And yeah, if I'm feeling like I want to just knock the hell out, (laughs) if I'm feeling like I just want to knock the hell out, um, <laughs> uh, I'm like, I sound like someone who's never like used a curse word before. So I'm like, yeah, I, I totally fuck headed that thing up. Um, but yeah, anytime I smoked weed, it would completely knock me out of reality and I could just like forget about everything going on in life. Um, or Coke, it just like, that would make me be super present. But yeah, I, I, it's crazy. I'm like tucked away in a house in Santa Monica organizing someone's office supplies. And I'm like so content and happy. And I fully trust that all of this is working for like an ultimate thing that I have no idea what that's going to be, but it's all going to be okay. And that's wild. I went to a meeting last night and, um, my friend like hyped up this meeting and was like, there's a great meeting on the West side. We have to go to it. And I was like, okay, West side, it's going to be a a bunch of like hot gays, like that I've never met before. Like I got to look good, whatever I get there. There are 15 of arguably the most unattractive middle-aged men I have ever seen in my life. Like, Truly, I I was looking around the room and I was thinking to myself, are these people even alcoholics or are they just so unfortunate looking that they wanted a support group so that they can make friends? (laughs) Uh, My point is that I was not attracted to any of these people in the slightest. And I'm sitting there in that room and I was just like kind of fascinated because I was like, I'm able to like really just enjoy being here and enjoy hearing these people's stories and it doesn't matter what they look like at all. Like I don't I don't care. And the meeting like the format was annoying to me. It said on the flyer that there was going to be food and there wasn't. Like there are all these things that like I expected to be and it wasn't that and I just immediately adapted and I was okay. And I was able to just enjoy a good meeting. And I was like, "Damn, this is wild." Like I am five months into this program and if this is how I feel now, like it it was weird actually at that meeting, this was today's Sunday. That was on Thursday at that meeting. I was feeling like so overwhelmed with like joy because I was like, what I'm doing is incredibly boring right now. I'm sitting in like an office room with a bunch of middle-aged guys talking about sobriety. And yet I feel a sense of joy and peace. I was like, this makes no sense. And I was feeling so happy about it. And I was like, I think I might, I might not be an alcoholic anymore. And I was like, I think I should drink. Like that was the, it's almost like be, because I'm entering like a new territory in my brain that I've never been at before. My immediate response is like, how do I go back to feeling like shit? 
So I'm finally feeling good. And right away, my brain is like, you should go drinking now. And you are totally fine. And it's crazy. Um. Like that is like the madness like people talk about. So it's it's interesting. I'm literally just verbally processing this right now in this podcast. I'm realizing it. I feel like I feel like I'm having a breakthrough. And um, yeah, damn, that's what that was. Like my brain has never been happy before, and I don't know how to deal with that shit. Oh my, oh my, oh my god. <laughs> um, damn. Yeah, this is wild shit really be wild um there is a uh, really yeah i have a crush on this guy in program and uh, we've been spending time together and he is super cool and i've known him for a while now and it's been kind of like a slow burn but every time i've ever been into someone like i immediately like go straight to like future tripping, thinking about marriage, kids, wedding, like how this and that is going to work out. And I've just been allowing things to like unfold and I'm not like pushing stuff. And I I also like, I've always been like such an initiator when it comes to relationships. And I told God, I told God that um, I was like, it would be really cool if someone like pursued me. And this guy has like gone out of his way to pursue me. And I'm like, oh, this is like, it's kind of a nice change. Like, I don't feel like I'm the one, like, I don't feel like I'm, I don't feel like I'm kidnapping someone and like forcing myself to be a part of their lives until they're like, start missing me. Cause that's my old MO. Like someone's life is doing totally fine. And I like locate them and I'm like, that is my target. I'm going to do everything in my power to become like assimilated to their life so that when I'm not there, they start missing me. And I'll spend all my time with them. And then, like, once they get attached to me, then I'll be like, why is this person so attached to me? And then I'll bounce. And it's so unhealthy. It's so bad. Um, and so I was like, I'm not, you know, I'm just like, I, I, I don't I don't think I want to. I told myself I don't want a boyfriend until I'm, like, a year sober. Um, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, it's just crazy. Also, I've hung out with this guy, like, We've hung out one-on-one like five times now and we haven't had sex, which is insane. Like I've never not immediately just had sex with someone that I like. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's wild. Um, But we've made out a couple times and it's pretty hot. And um, we made out and we talked about God. Okay, it's giving Christian housewife. Um, Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It's cool. I'm just like, damn. When I look back on, I was listening to like an old episode because I had to post it because the release of these episodes is like delayed. I was like, God, I was such a miserable fuck. I was like, I don't know why people are listening to this. I was such a downer. And now it's kind of the opposite where I'm like, I just got like handed a job. There's a really cute, sober guy who likes me who's like incredibly motivated and has like is like talented at everything and has his hand in like every single like area of interest that you could think of and is somehow good at all of them and could do anything he wanted and is super passionate and like he's really interested in me and finds me to be funny interesting talented and handsome and i'm like this also was just kind of handed to me um 
yeah, it's wild. And I'm feeling just like a sense of like peace. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm clinging on to this feeling because I felt like shit for so long, like months and months and months. And I kept, I don't know what, I don't know how I had the faith or the like endurance to keep going. Like that's beyond me. The fact that I was like just trusting, I was like, eventually this will work. Eventually this will work. And like, it's fucking working. And that's crazy. Like it did not happen overnight. And, but I'm just like looking back and I'm like, damn, like I came into this with no self-esteem, no job and essentially no friends. And now every AA meeting I go to, and apart from the one with all those incredibly ugly middle-aged men, um, <laughs> any meeting I go to, I'm just like, damn, there's like, I know so many people here. It's so nice to see them. And I find myself too being less judgmental. You know, like I walk into a meeting and in the past I would look around and be like, fuck all these people and their stupid fucking Carhartt hats and fucking uh, like designer clothing and Balenciaga sweatshirts. Fuck all of you. You're all fucking posers like you're losers and you're like dressing nice to this meeting because you want people to think you're cool. Like I thought that so often, especially with straight people, no offense. And I'm walking to these meetings now and I just have an open mind. And it's really, I'm like, wow, I am like, I'm becoming like kind of a good person. The speaker today was like trying to do like stand up comedy, like her entire share. And it was like a 45 minute share. And um, she kept being like, and then I did this. And I was like, oh, who was that? Whoopsie. And like was doing like full on character act outs. And like my immediate reaction is to be like, oh my God, shut the fuck up, bitch. Um, but instead I was just like, I want to try to get something out of this. And I just kept an open mind. And in the past, I would just like sit there fucking hating this person's guts and like thinking about how fucking stupid they are and like how relieved I am that I have stand up as an outlet. So I'm not like this fucking loser who's on stage, like dying for attention. And instead I was just like able to like look at this person and just be like, that's interesting that that's how they share. And like relating to certain things they said, they said a lot of really good stuff. And I would have just been so distracted by the delivery in the past that I wouldn't have been able to listen. Um, also, like the last other thing where it was just like a cherry on top. So I had an audition for like, you know, I've done like 50 commercial auditions now since the beginning of the year. And at this point, I do not give a fuck about them. I'm just like, whatever. These are fake. Like no one actually watches these. I'm never going to get anything. I get one for like an HIV medication. And I wake up early before work. I wake up at six. I set up my shitty ring light. I shoot it. Um, it's like, say your name and like your height and show us like what you look like from far away and close up and then tell us like a funny work story. And so I told them about the time that I work at Popeye's when I was in college. I worked at Popeye's Chicken and Biscuits and my boss was so frugal that he wouldn't allow us to use the air conditioning because he didn't want to pay for the bill. So it was a summer and it was 95 degrees outside but in our store, it was 114 degrees. And I would be completely drenched in sweat, dripping onto the chicken as I was serving it to people. And for some reason, because I was young and I'd never had a job before, it was like the best summer of my life. 
Anyways, that's all I said in my audition. And I got a call yesterday and I fucking booked that commercial. Um, okay. Yes. Um, so if you're wondering who the new face of HIV is, honey, you're looking at them. You're listening to them. Move over Magic Johnson. <laughs> um, yeah, it's giving Freddie Mercury. Uh, uh, okay, I just need to not uh, name people who have passed from HIV. Um, yeah, but damn, I booked a commercial and I don't know, that's kind of cool. I I got a job, I booked a commercial. Yeah, I'm feeling feeling really good. And so I, I'm just trying to remain in like gratitude. I sound so spiritual. I hope that there's something useful out of this, but whatever, I'm here to rec- record my experience and this is my experience. And I think, I was thinking about it the other day. I'm really thankful that I'm doing this podcast because it's really keeping me in check. Like even just earlier, I like am understanding why I had the thought to drink again. And if I wasn't keeping myself accountable, I don't know that I wouldn't drink again, if that makes sense, because I wouldn't have really thought about it. So yeah, I don't know. My brain is fucked, but I'm feeling really good. And yeah, it's just nice to not feel like shit. Okay. Um, that's all I have. Um, thank you so much for listening. Hope you relapse. Bye. I only get coke on the weekends. Like Wednesday.